Greetings. How is everybody in this fine, weird January that we're having? Um, funny story. So I had to go down um, this week to Gainesville and to go to the doctor down there. So I'm driving down I-75 South and this was um, I, this happened at about, I don't know, 1045 or 11 o'clock in the morning. And it was just getting, you know, about 40 degrees. We'd had some really cold weather in, in North Florida and, um, the whole country, I think is pretty cold weather. And as I'm driving down, it took me a moment to realize that what was flying at me from the trucks in front of me on I-75 was big chunks of snow because it was finally warm enough for the snow to melt off of the top of the trucks. And so I was getting bombed by big, big sheets of, of snow and big balls of snow. Um, it brought me back to my days when I lived in Missouri. <laughs> I kind of loved it. Today, we're going to talk about the most important leadership qualities and a derailer um, to avoid as a specific one specific one, as well as, of course, the reverse of all of these leadership qualities are derailers. Um, as a reminder, I want to be your career coach. I'm a certified and executive leadership development coach, a certified job search strategist, and a master resume writer. And I help folks in job search transition, career management, and to achieve the, the C-suite. So leadership qualities. You know, with this podcast, it's always about action steps that you can take. So I never just want to give you information that's just you know, I don't know, interesting or whatever, but I want you to walk away with action steps. And that's the feedback that I get from people about the podcast. They really like that aspect of it. And so today, what I'm going to ask for you to do is, as I talk about these leadership uh, characteristics, qualities, I want you to pick one to work on. So whether you are in a leadership role and would like to to stay in one or move up in one, or you would like to get into the leadership ranks, these are pretty important qualities. And I did did research from several different resources and sort of synthesized all of that with my own thoughts as well into this list. And it's going to be divided into leadership qualities in leading an organization, leadership in leading others, and then leadership of yourself. And so pick one and come up with um, you know, a, a, a 90 day action plan. So create a goal around that one. Come up with a 90 day action plan. What are the resources? Who are the people that you need? What do you need to help you achieve that? And then set a date 90 days out to sit down and review your success with that goal. So this is a great way for you to, in this first quarter, if you're listening to this relatively recently after it comes out, for you to, in the first quarter of 2024, to make some progress with an area of leadership. All right, so the first ones are going to be leadership skills for leading an organization. Number one, decision-making skills and decisiveness. Leaders make informed decisions quickly. No waffling or second guessing is allowed. You have to be decisive. They see the potential outcomes of various options. They can kind of see around corners and decide, okay, if I take this option, this might happen or this. They can look at that and make the best decision based on the information that they have at the moment and what they know. But what they aren't is wafflers or kind of wishy-washy. And they tend to be, I, one of the, I think, important qualities of decisiveness is 
I talk often about just deciding something is a two-step process. You decide, and then you decide that you've made the right decision. And so great leaders who are decisive are not going to second guess that decision that they've made. They're going to stand, stand by it until and unless evidence comes in that would change that decision. And we're going to talk about that next. So that's number two is adaptability. So strong leaders are able to navigate through uncertainty. You know, today's changing business world is rapidly moving, rapidly changing, and you have to be adaptable. And this is, as I I kind of think of this as the flip side of decisiveness. So yes, I made a decision. Yes, I stuck with it. But now circumstances have required a mid-course correction, or it has become clear that the decision we made was not the right decision. So we are not pig-headed and stubborn to stick with that initial decision when the evidence presents itself. We must be adaptable. So that's number one and two, decision-making skills and decisiveness. And number two is adaptability. Number three is integrity and ethics. And, you know, we can we can look to a lot of examples of employers in the news virtually every week, at least in the United States, who seem to be lacking a certain amount of integrity and ethics. But I don't think that those are the, you know, the companies that you want to work for. And I don't think you want to work for those kind of leaders. And I certainly don't think you want to be one of those kind of leaders. Excellent employers value leaders who are honest, loyal, have integrity, and operate in an ethical manner. And all of that fosters trust, which is so important for leaders. So number three is integrity and values. Number four, strategic thinking. Great leaders don't spend the majority of their time putting out fires. Rather, they are playing a key role in setting and communicating the organization's mission, vision, and goals. They have the ability to formulate a strategic plan to execute on that plan. So they, they're big picture enough that they can see where the company needs to go. And then they have the tactical skills and the strategic thinking to figure how do I translate that goal, that vision, that mission into an action plan and that can be carried out. So that's number four, strategic thinking. Number five, problem solving skills. Success in organization requires the ability to identify and solve complex problems within a culture of innovation and continuous improvement. I want to read that sentence again because I really like it. Success in organizations requires the ability to identify and solve complex problems within a culture of an innovation and continuous improvement. So then effective leaders are able to foster that culture of innovation, that culture or that mindset of continuous improvement, and they're able to address potential or actual problems. So number five is problem solving skills. And the last one of these skills for leading organizations is number six, change management. Effective leaders are able to facilitate organizational change initiatives and overcome resistance to change. Now, if you think about that, there's some skills in there. We're going to talk about them in the interpersonal section or the leadership skills for leading others. Because for change management, you have to be able to persuade others. You have to be able to communicate the vision. You have to communicate the reason for the change. You have to get buy-in. And and I was thinking as I was, was working on this particular one, change management, 
that many organizations, large ones, are they have change management teams. So it's not as though the leader is necessarily the change management person for the organization. If that's your strength, maybe that is. I'm working with a client, uh, have worked with her a number of times, and she is um, moving into a formal change management role within her very large organization. So you may not be the person, but I promise you if there is change going on and there better be in your company, if it's going to move forward and innovate, you will have as a leader a role to play in change management and communicating it and helping to set the strategy in some way. So those are the six for leadership skills for leading organizations. Let me go over them one more time. Decision-making skills and decisiveness. So you've got to be able to decide quickly. You got to be decisive. Stick with your, stick with your decision once you make it. But you also have to be number two, which is adaptable. So that, that ability to say, okay, we got to make a bid course correction. What I said wasn't, you know, I thought this was going to work. It didn't. Number three, you have to have integrity and ethics. Number four, you need to be a strategic thinker. Have that ability to carry that vision from above and implement it with your team. Number five, problem-solving skills. Complex problems are the name of the game in today's business. And then finally, change management. Here we next have the leadership skills for leading others. So these are kind of interpersonal skills. Number one, communication skills. And it shouldn't come as any surprise that effective verbal and written communication skills is essential for leaders to convey their ideas clearly, inspire their teams, and foster collaboration. And I thought about this one a lot because I thought, well, you know, at a certain level, you maybe have somebody doing all your writing for you. Um, but it, particularly as you move up in an organization, while you may not have to do some of that writing, you will most assuredly do the presentations. And it goes beyond conveying information. We've all been in a meeting where someone is very accurate in telling us, you know, A, B, and C that we need to know, but is not very compelling. It's not persuasive. I'm not buying into their vision. I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm hearing it and it's information, but it doesn't move me. So that charisma, that persuasion is a piece of this as well. The other thing I want, I thought about as I was thinking about communication skills is I, for me, if I see a lack of strong communication skills in a leader, I can see that person as being unprofessional, right? If I get a, if I get a written correspondence from someone and it's just riddled with grammar errors and spelling and punctuation errors, if they speak in a way that, you know, they're using vocal pauses or other misuse of words, those kinds of things. I have a tendency to question their leadership in other areas. I tend to allow that lack of communication skill to kind of spread beyond just communication skill. So number one is communication skills. Number two, empathy. It's so important for a leader to be able to relate to the emotions and perspectives of the other people in the work environment, right? We want to foster that, that feeling of we're a team, we're in this together. So you want to be able to show genuine concern and compassion for those you lead. We have probably all had examples of people who have led us who have been 
emotionless, not very emotionally supportive at all. I know I have, and it's, it's terrible. And when you think about the fact that statistically most people leave a job because of their boss, this is a reason they leave them. They don't seem to care about them. They don't care about them as humans. So you have to care about them. You just have to care about them beyond the nine to five job that they're doing for you. Number three, motivational and team building skills. I group these two together, but I think it's really important to be able to motivate and inspire a team um, such as, you know, this can be a group thing where you're talking to your entire team and you're motivating and inspiring them, but also that one-on-one -on -one coaching and mentoring to, you know, to build the team members. And not only does that build the team, but you're building that relationship. So that really gets back to what we were talking about with empathy. This is another way to build that relationship with each team member so that they have your back and you have theirs. So that's number three, motivation and team building skills. Number four is accountability. So exceptional leaders take responsibility for their actions and they hold themselves and others accountable. And part of this accountability is holding problem employees um, in, you know, a fair and decisive manner, taking care of unacceptable behaviors or or whatever the case may be. One of the biggest mistakes that I have seen in organizations is leaders who show either favoritism to certain employees, they have blinders on about employees' behavior, or they just allow it, right? They just, you know, oh, it's just so-and-so, that's how they do it. And they don't think about the the snowball, the the compound effect that that has on the team when the rules seem to be different for one person. One person seems to be able to get away with basically anything. So number four is accountability. Number five, open-mindedness. If we want to promote a spirit of innovation and inclusivity in, in a team, leaders have to be open to new ideas and diverse perspectives. It cannot be my way or the highway. They have to be open to new perspectives. They have to be willing to listen. Number six, building collaborative relationships. Effective leaders build productive working relationships with coworkers and external partners. Now, this is, this is not necessarily what I was talking about earlier with the empathy and all those kind of things. This is, this is getting outside of their office and their four walls and building relationships across the organization that will help not only that, that leader, but will help the leader's team, will maybe open up opportunities for the leader's team, and also outside in the community as is appropriate. Um, you know, is there is there an opportunity to build collaborative relationships within a professional organization, within a community organization that would benefit the organization and perhaps the leader's people? And number seven, finally, respect for differences. We are we are long past the, I hope, past the era of tolerating differences, allowing differences. Effective leaders today must value people with different backgrounds, different cultures, different demographics. They truly have to understand the value of diversity. They have to welcome it and they have to foster an inclusive workplace. That is a absolute non-negotiable. So let me give you those leadership skills for leading others one more time. So we have communication skills, 
empathy, motivational and team building skills, accountability, open-mindedness, building collaborative relationships, and respect for differences. Now we want to talk about leadership skills for leading yourself. Any good leader will tell you that leading others and leading organizations must start with self-leadership. You have to be the manager of yourself first and foremost. So number one is resilience. So leaders to manage themselves effectively have to be able to bounce back from setbacks. They have to be able to maintain a positive outlook and demonstrate self-control in the face of different of difficulties, not only for themselves, but because the world is watching. The, their team is watching um, and they, they have to set that example and set that standard. So number one is resilience. Number two is time management. Oh, ee. this one is a, this one's a sore spot for me because I'm very strong in time management. I've taught time management courses. I've worked with clients on time management. Effective leaders just must prioritize tasks and manage their time effectively to meet their deadlines and achieve whatever the objectives that they're supposed to be achieving. They spend the the majority of their time in, in quadrant two. So if you've ever listened to or read about Stephen Covey's quadrants, there's important and urgent. There's not important and not urgent. There's urgent but not important. And quadrant two is important but not urgent. So these are those things that can very easily be put on the back burner, but for the fact that they are actually very important. And they tend to be things like long-range planning, relationship building, the kind of things that uh, you have to be out of the putting out fires phase in order to do. So um, effective leaders figure out how to manage their time so that they're not running around like chickens with their head cut off all the time and they're doing the work that only they can do. Number three, self-awareness. Effective leaders have got to be fully aware of their strengths and weaknesses. They know how to leverage their strengths and how to compensate or mitigate for their weaknesses. They don't spend probably a ton of time overcoming their weaknesses, but what they are doing is looking for developmental areas. So there's areas that aren't yet strengths, but could become stronger or could become a strength. And they have a personal mindset of continuous improvement. So they never think that they've gotten to a place where they know it all, they can do it all, they're perfect, all of that. They're always looking, they're reading, they're listening so that they can grow. Number four, taking initiative. Exceptional leaders look at problems as opportunities. They want to capitalize on those opportunities and they do it quickly. So effective leaders are not slow to raise their hand. They're not you know, taking a back seat to others, they are the first ones to raise their hand and be willing to solve a problem. Number five, work-life balance. Strong leaders recognize that they cannot be all about the work. They cannot put in 20-hour days day after day after day and not burn out. They realize that they need a personal life. They need time for rest. They need time to rejuvenate as part of a balance. I've talked often on this podcast about work-life blend and when, you know, when are the ingredients a little bit more on the work and when are they a little bit more on the life side. Um, The bottom line here is that effective leaders recognize that they have to have that blend or that balance in their lives to be good at what they do and to continue to do what they do. 
And then number six is career management. I kind of touched on this one a little bit earlier, but leaders are lifelong learners. They have coaches, they have mentors, they develop professional relationships with people who will tell them the truth and be honest and open with them, keep their skills and their credentials current, and they're actively engaged in acquiring new knowledge. So let me give you those leadership skills for leading yourself again. We have resilience, time management, self-awareness, taking initiative, work-life balance, career management. So hopefully you uh, took my advice from the beginning of the podcast and you have identified an area there. And I want you to spend some time over the next couple of days before this gets um, put on your back burner to think about, okay, what's my specific goal around this thing that I want to work on? What are, you know, what are the measurables going to be? And what is my action plan for getting there? Who do I need to speak with? What do I need to to do, to sign up for, to read, to listen to, whatever it may be, and then set a date for 90 days out so that you can evaluate your, your progress in that area. Now, here's a major derailer. So when I was looking at these and kind of researching these, it's going to have a bunch more of them. And I thought, you know, at the end of the day, most of them are just the opposite of what I've talked about, right? So for example, if strong communication skills are necessary, for a a strong leader then it makes sense that a derailer could be very weak communication skills i think you guys are smart enough to figure all those out so i wanted to touch on one that i didn't touch on and this is failure to meet business objectives and this one was interesting to me because there are so many reasons the ones we've talked about in many cases that would cause someone to not meet business objectives The bottom line is if you earn a reputation as being someone who is not to be trusted to follow through on commitments or is not effectively completing work, right? You're getting it done at the last second and it's shoddy or or whatever. Your tenure at the organization is probably going to be pretty short and it can very easily affect your ability to move on from the organization. And the thing about the failure to meet business objectives is it's much more black and white than some of these others. So what am I talking about? Let's say that you are someone who has trouble building relationships. You struggle as a leader. Let's say we know someone like this. Let's not say it's you, (laughs) okay? We have a friend. We have a leadership friend who is just very, whether they're combative or secretive or I don't know, whatever it is, they just have a almost pathological problem in building relationships with other people. And this is sort of a trademark, a hallmark of theirs. That could really impact their ability to meet business objectives because usually to do a business objective, you need to collaborate with people. You may need to communicate. You may need to um, get information from other people. And, and so that thing, that inability to build relationships can be a tough one to, you know, move someone out of an organization on. Hopefully you've, you know, identified it and you're getting them coaching. But let's say nothing's changing. The needle is not moving. Well, as a result of that thing, they're not meeting business objectives. Bang, now we can get them out of here. You know, there's many here that we could say uh, the communication skills is a good one. Is it your communication skills that are keeping you from meeting business objectives? Is there a lack of strategic thinking going on? 
are you not empathetic enough to people? Um, you get, you know, kind of a reputation of being a hard nose who doesn't care about other people. And then it, it ultimately results in failure to meet business objectives. And in many cases with these things, they're more than willing to find an opportunity to push you out the door. And when you don't meet, when your friend, when our, when our leadership friend doesn't meet the business objectives, out they go. So I hope this has been helpful in thinking about specific competencies or skills that leaders need to have. No one is going to be super strong in all of these. That's, uh, that's a given. However, there needs to be most of these, if not all of these, there needs to be some skill in that area. Maybe not a super uh, signature strength, uh, but an area for development, hopefully not just a flat out weakness or lack in that area. So pick one, come up with a specific goal, set a 90 day time frame, figure out how you're going to work on it, and then evaluate your success 90 days from now. I hope this helps and I'll see you next week. Take care.